Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We are getting ready to jump back into Cthulhu Invictus. We in real time have not played this game in over a year, although our podcast releases just missed the cycle, uh, you know, in the last little bit here. I'm going to attempt a very half-assed recap because it has been a very long time. Uh, the last adventure that these investigators have been on was the Peril in the Pennines. They went north, I think, for another reason that we never resolved. But while we were there, um, heard tell of a, uh, a problem on the northern roads going up towards Antonine's walls. You know, we did a little investigation. Uh, people were reporting that there was a bog witch or uh, um, some some a witch, some kind of witch or something. A hag. It was a hag. hag. So when the mayor of the town or the governor, Roman terms, I don't remember, um, found out that Herminius was there, uh, approached us to look into the matter. Uh, we did some investigation, decided to head north. Uh, there was an inn on the road that was a stopping point in between where we were and the town we were heading to, um, which had been burned down about a year prior. Um, the attacks had started, you know, a year later. Uh, we were attacked when we stopped at the inn uh, into the evening at dusk. Uh, we were attacked by said hag. Uh, we were able to fend her off, uh, continued north. Uh, to look for the man who was the last person to see uh, the family alive. Uh, we found him, talked to him. He was in pretty rough shape. Um, as we attempted to return him to the town that we came from, he was beset upon by a mob. He was ultimately, I think, stoned and beaten to death as the uh, spirit of the hag in uh, raven form or crow form uh, had come into either see what was going on or attack us or attack him, something of that nature. Um, and as he perished, her spirit dissipated. And that was pretty much the last thing that we did. So we have a brand new adventure tonight. The eighth original adventure that Oscar has written for the podcast for uh, our Cthulhu Invictus, Invictus game, which is fucking ridiculous. Uh, we are completely spoiled. Um, so I'm going to kick it to him and we'll, uh, we'll jump into, uh, whatever the hell's going to happen tonight. Okay. So you get a summons, uh, from the, um, from the regional, uh, authorities of an area of Britannia called Valentia, which you have not yet traveled. Valentia is, will eventually become Wales. Although it does not get that name for many hundreds of years uh, before now. But the Romans did refer to this uh, area as uh, Valentia. So, um, Valentia, as you're traveling there, you know, you trade stories and, and, you know, search your empire score, and you realize that Valentia was the last stronghold of the Druids. These are where the Druids withdrew to. And where Roman res their resistance to Rome was the strongest until the Romans just kind of had enough of them and marched through this area um, on a, you know, like Sherman's March to the Sea, pretty much, if you're, if you're a double history nerd like me. <laughs> anyway, it is also famous uh, among those who fight the Shadow War 
because there is a certain river that runs through this region called the Sabrin River. And it is said to be the resting post of the resting place of not one, not two, but at least three different great old ones. Um, and this, uh, many centuries from now, will be known as the Severn Valley, for those of you who are Ramsey Campbell nerds like me. So when you get to the, you know, the, the Roman prefect of this area, the, the administrator, you know, he welcomes you, you know, sits you down, um, has a meal laid out for you and has like his wife and some local business people there. And you're all reclining on settees and there's a multi-course meal that's brought out a lot of, uh, a lot of seafood since you're near the coast and you get the, you know, you get the impression that they're whining and dining you before the, uh, before the other shoe drops, so to speak. Mm. So, about two hours into the the meal, when it's like starting to down, you know, when the main course is coming out, uh, another man shows up and he's introduced to all of you uh, as Medius Vispanius. Uh, Janellus. Um, and he's fine with you just calling him Janellus. And he's like, just, just, for, you know, Janellus. He is um, wearing part of his uniform, but informally. Like he's not in armor, but he is in a uniform tunic. And, you know, he's military, but he has some markings on his uniform that are. You know, you'd need to make an empire roll to kind of get what his rank is. I think I could do that. What is my... Oh, it's 83. 69. Nope. Success. Nice. (laughs) Okay. um, Did anybody else make it? You're muted, Malachi. Yes, I I made it. With a hard or with... Uh, uh, I made a 12 out of 25. So Okay. All right, that's half. That's hard. Okay, so you both realize that he is a um, he is a special detachment of he's an engineer. Um, so his rank is actually fairly high. Um, so he's probably in charge of at least Centurion level or above. So he's at least got a hundred guys under his command in the engineering core. And he has a special honor, which is Evocate, which means that he is a tw- is a 25-year veteran who re-enlisted. They threw a lot of money at these guys because they didn't want to lose 25 years of experience when they retired. Um, so this guy is now, you know, he could have retired God knows how long ago, but he's uh, has that special dispensation that he's re-enlisted. So um, the governor says um, Janellis has some things he'd like to talk to you about. Um, we have a, a project going on in Valentia now. It's going to help a lot of people, um, but we've run into some snags. And I would like people with this sort of experience uh, to look into it and assist. Uh, you come very highly recommended from uh, pretty much every prefect in every town. You've done this sort of work. Uh, you have us at a bit of a loss. Uh, we are not um, familiar 
with any dealings. This is the first time that we've uh, actually been in this area. Um, what, what can you tell us about it? Jeanette, then Jeanette kind of looks over at the, uh, you know, the wives and the business people and says, uh, why don't we grab some, some goblets and take the night air in the garden? Sounds pleasant enough. So um, he basically grabs like a piece of fruit and a goblet of wine from a tray being passed and, you know, walks out of the dinner area uh, and waits for you to join him. Arminius will kind of push his plate away slightly. He's barely even picked at the food and he'll just kind of get up and follow. Okay, so when you get out there, um, he says... The project we're working on is uh, there's a bog surrounded by decent farmland. It's kind of a blight in this otherwise um, very productive agricultural area. Uh, he says that uh, it's called the bog. The locals call it uh, the bog of Sevoid Keskolden. Keskoldian. He says it's it's an odd place with a dark reputation, but we've drained wetlands before. Um, I've done this kind of work in in Gaul. I've done this kind of work in in Lower Germania. Um, it's pretty straightforward. You find the source, you dam it off, you drain the swamp, you know, build whatever levees you need to do. Um, so the first stage of this was mapping. We need to map the, you know, I need to have accurate maps so we can find the source of the water feeding into this bog so we can start draining it. Um, I sent a team of six good men. Four are missing. One is dead. And the only reason the other one is not missing is he brought the dead guy back. Oh, how unfortunate. Uh, Yes, uh, they were literally two days into mapping. A wild um, animal? <laughs> that's just it. He was at the water's edge, or so the uh, so my man claims. And I will tell you, he's not given to foolishness um, or wild stories. He said that um, his companion was surveying the edge of the water. Um, they heard a splash found him face down in the water, pulled him out, could not have had his face under the water for more than a minute. Man was stone cold dead. Not a mark on him. Eyes wide as if he'd seen a ghost. Perhaps uh, in balance in the humors, a, uh, I don't know if they would have said heart attack at the time, but uh, a heart attack perhaps? Well, we had our our medicus look him over, and they could find nothing wrong with him. The man was in perfect health. The man who brought the dead person back went to rejoin his companions. They weren't where they said they would meet him. He came back asking for supplies to go find them and maybe one or two guys. And I decided it was better not to throw good men after lost ones. Um, so I called the halt to this and I wrote to the local administrator. Locals have lots to say about the bog. Um, the usual, you know, place of evil. No one goes there. Um, you think they'd be at least hunting or fishing it. Um, there are red deer there. Um, there are elk there. 
but no, none of the locals go anywhere near it. I thought it was just local superstition, but uh, after losing my man two days in, I'm not so sure. Look, there, there was a lot of blood spilled in this region between the legions and the druids. There's, there are dark places. Um, could this be one of them? I've got a perfectly healthy dead man that, pointing in that direction. But the they... gods have put you in our path, so maybe everything happens for a reason. Did they find any uh, standing stones, any any uh, ruins in the area before uh, this unfortunate they were, event occurred? They were in the very early stages of mapping and exploring the bog. As I said, the locals won't go anywhere near it, so we don't even know its exact dimension. There has to be a source of water feeding into the area. That's why the first part of business was to make our way around the bog, map it out, find our way across it. But you can't see across it. Um, lots of mists, <laughs> hazes. Um, it just looks endless when you stand on the banks, but it has to have dimensions. It has to have boundaries. Um, so, as I said, they were just supposed to circle the bog, map it out, and yeah. Are there any rumors or, uh, or sightings of the original inhabitants uh any any druids or anything of the like that might have interfered with their surveying see this area is all newly settled um a lot of tribes have come here filling in the gaps of tribes that used to live here tribes that were very loyal to the druids if you take my meaning um this whole region was de depopulated about 85 years ago so all of the villages who live here they don't have many legends reaching back generations of this place. And what happened to the previous inhabitants? Died in the war. Ah, yes. As I said, this area was particularly loyal to the Druids. I mean, we've done a good job of resettling. Um, we've got some prosperous villages dotting the region. Um, tax revenues coming in. This is really going to help with public health. This is going to help with new farmland, with expansion. Um, but first we need to, to get a handle on this situation. I mean, I can't even get an accurate map made of the area, has let alone any, figure out how to drain it. Has anyone spoken out against, um, you and your crew going out there? I know that people have said that they'd stay away, um, and that it's cursed a, a place of evil, but has anyone specifically stated to you not to go? That's the funny thing. Every time you need you go to cut down a tree, dam a river, uh, build a bridge, there'll be some native saying it's sacred and you can't do that. Um, they didn't say that this time. They just told us to be careful and that it was really dangerous. A uh, few of them said we were foolish to even try it, that it was a cursed place. But you get the impression that they'd all be really glad if the bog was gone. Either that or they are not worried about you completing your mission because they know it's going to happen to you before you even try. I'm a good judge, people. I don't think the locals had anything to do with my men going missing. They've got nothing to gain from it. It's not like we're trying to build a fort or a new taxation. We're, you know, we're trying to drain a bog to build public farmland. Um, where's the harm in that? But yeah, there hasn't been any opposition to the, the project. It's kind of like they'd like to be rid of it themselves. Mm -hmm. You get the impression. 
Uh, it makes you wonder why they haven't tried to do it themselves, but I can't say I blame them, considering the luck we've had. Oscar, uh, this whole time I'm kind of just hanging back and sort of just listening and watching this guy. And I, I'm going to roll an insight just to see. He, see. he seems like a straight shooter, but I'm just going to see. Uh, and holy crap, that was a wasted roll. Uh, I got an <laughs> 02 out of 72. Nice. Whoa. So, yeah, I, I know his uh, social security number and credit card number. Super <laughs> mega awesome success. He is more nervous than he's letting on. He's putting on that Roman stoicism of a soldier, a leader of men not to show fear, but he's concerned. Um, you get the feeling that the loss of these men who, you know, obviously he's probably very close to, has affected him deeply. And with, uh, with a, what did you roll, an O2? I'll give you something else with a roll that low. Um, He's avoiding direct eye contact with all of you, um, and it's out of guilt. I'm going to make note of that and tell the crew later. Yeah, he thinks we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if this is something that, that I would know. I don't know if it's an Empire role or whatever. Would they normally perform sacrifices before something like this, or is this so mundane that that's not something that would, you know... It's, it's a big undertaking, but it's not like they're not dedicating anything. They're not. Oh, draining a swamp? Yeah. No, I mean, this is pretty. It's like building a road, digging a latrine. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, building a bridge. It's This is nothing monumentous, you know? Right, this right, is, right. Okay. Not like they're building a, t- a temple. Right, right. Or, right. Or, a, or a city square or a, pl- you know. So, so I'll take this tack then. Um, so he says, um, while this may be uh, relatively routine work, uh, you know, the empire marches on along with its, its army. Uh, perhaps, though, if this area was uh, so um, devoted to the, uh, the the druids from before, um, perhaps um, a, a sacrifice would be in order to uh, placate the gods to, to make sure that, uh, the, you know, the work can uh, proceed unimpeded. He says, it's hard to tell what gods rule this region. Um, you might want to talk to the locals. Um, you know, you sacrifice to the wrong god, you may offend someone. I don't know what gods dwell in these places. Um, Surely the gods of the Romans follow us, yes? <sighs> not, in, not in this bog. Hmm. I believe, uh, Macrion, that the gods of home may be at our backs supporting us. However... They are not currently in front of us, impeding us. He smiles and he says, the governor, you know, the local prefect will, will pay you handsomely. You know, it's, it's in his best interest to get the best people we can on this to save face publicly. Yes, I would like a map of the area. What I really want is I want to know if those men are alive. And if they're not, I'd like to have to have something to return to their families. Give them a decent burial so their ghosts aren't haunting, haunting that bog with God only knows what else. So that's what, what you I, need is a search ask, party. Yeah. That's what I'm asking you to do. Yes. What, what you need is a search party who potentially will not need their own in a few days. Correct. Because if you folks don't come back, I'm going to petition that this bog can't be drained. Uh, I'm not one for throwing away good people. <laughs> 
Macaran just scoffs. <laughs> like, you guys are going to go. You're probably not coming back. But, like, I don't want to send good good people in. <laughs> well, no, he goes, you're, you, you guys are the experts. If you don't come back, what fucking hope is there? Yeah, no, no I get it. That's he, his, he's that's his. Do you suspect we won't come back? He says, the six men I sent were all hardened soldiers and veterans. They knew their business. Um, they weren't the kind to be, you know, bitten by a snake or a spider. Or, or, or eat a poison mushroom and die suddenly. There's some devilry uh, going on. If, may I ask, if you have lost so many good men to this project already. Um, one miss. Just the one. Just Four one. are missing. I have, well, I'd like to say I have hope. Why continue to pursue this uh, project? Orders, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. We're to... Drain the bog. I've got oh, nearly 100 men waiting to get started digging ditches and building dams. We just need maps. And right now, all those 100 men, all they're really concerned about is, you know, finding their four missing companions and giving them a decent burial if one is needed. Mm. It's not I, good for morale to not bring someone home. I, I believe we should talk to your man before we leave and... Uh, perhaps some of the uh, the villagers to see um, what else they what other information we can glean from them about this place. That's fine. Um, I'll give you directions uh, to our camp. Um, you can't miss it. It's right outside of a village, a few miles away from the bog that we were using for supplies. We're not encamped in the village. Um, you know, bivouacking a hundred soldiers in someone's village never goes over well with the locals. Uh, we'll spend our money there and buy supplies from them, but we've made our own accommodations. <laughs> he says, "Hell, we're engineers. Uh, we're probably living better than most of the people. You know, our 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 camp is probably more has more amenities than the village." <laughs> Too true. Uh, but yeah, meet us there for breakfast. Um, I'll have my man ready to give you his report. Um, we'll give you a, na- a few names of people we're friendly with in the village. Letter of inter- introduction. And from there, you can get started, I suppose. Would we have any accompaniment at all? Or You're the team. I certainly could see some value in having a few extra steady hands along with us. Uh, I've lost six of my steadiest. I don't know what good they'd do you. You're the experts. And yeah, Herminius will look over to Malachi and says, you make an excellent point, Malachi, but... Uh, as stated, I do believe that even his best men would only just slow us down and kind of like glance over his shoulder a little bit. Macrion smiles. He's grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> he says, well, with your leave, I've been up since before dawn, and this is quite late for a soldier my age. Uh, I'll be heading back, and I'll look forward to seeing you in the morning. Safe travels. And uh, he heads Thank back you. to camp. Um, you have rooms here in the, uh, in the prefect's house. So you can, you know, go back to dinner or, you know, head to bed, whatever you want to do. Um, is it, is it like, you know, it's, it's late when it's dark, right? So like what, what time is it? It's probably three hours before midnight. Uh, it's it's fairly late. It's like, you know, nine. Yeah. I mean, nine in the Roman world, right? Like I'd right. imagine. But people are still eating. People are still, you know. 
having drinks is a social gathering. They have candles and lamps to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, if we get one more good night of good food and wine, I'd probably go in and, and uh, partake. Okay, you enjoy good food and good wine uh, before the you know before you head out. Yeah, I, I relate my suspicion that uh, he's pretty sure we're 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 not coming back from this, <laughs> or at least thinks there's a decent odd chance that we're not. I I echo the same thing Malachi is saying, uh, especially because of the fact that they're willing to send us, but no one else. But they won't scrap the project. So it seems like they're willing to just kind of throw us to the wolves. Well, you, you are expendable. And I'll just sort of politely ask, as as the steady hands of the crew, uh, why uh, our betters uh, might think that more steady hands aren't necessary <laughs> in the form of soldiers or whatever. Because they've already lost six or five. Uh, I was corrected to one. They've only lost one so far. <laughs> they're four, the other four, ones are missing. Four are missing. They're not oh. here. Oster just let something slip. Ah. Well, they know they are lost. You may find them alive <laughs> or dead, but currently they are lost, as in misplaced, as in we don't know where they are. Do we at least get uh, some local guides or something like that? Can we get some of the local... There's a road between here and the village where they're operating out of, which is supposed to be just a few miles from the, you know, from the, the, you know, the bog. I'm going to be a troublemaker here. Um, why are we doing this? If we're so expendable and the guy doesn't think we're going to come back, what's the point of even going? Because this is all I wrote. I don't think he means us to be expendable. I think he just worries that this might even be too big of a job for us. So I'm having essentially imposter syndrome right now um, and thinking, why should we throw our lives at this? Well, I mean, that as as being part of the Shadow War, that is what we do. We okay. take on the impossible tasks. Well, I'll, I'll take on the role of the mercenary, which is my role, uh, and, and say that I'm not just doing this for the good of the Empire. I, I will do this for the good of my family. So I certainly do wonder um, that no mention has been made of exactly what our recompense will be for this. They're willing to pay you one year of your standard salary for this task. Now we're talking. Thank you. <laughs> so literally, they are throwing money. About money. They are That's throwing why. money at the problem. You, you, you find you get us a map and and tell the engineers how they you know where the source of the this uh, marsh is so that they can plug it or drain it or you know get their you know they'll they'll you know give you a year's worth of your salary. Yeah. Fair enough. I just I had no motivation, and now we do. Thank you, <laughs> or I do. Yeah, um, Herminius has, has uh, cut to the quick. It, it is um, our experience that they are uh, paying for. Um, the soldiers, while they may be good soldiers, are probably not experienced with the things that we have seen. Um, the creatures that we have dealt with, uh, especially if they were caught unaware, uh, we are forewarned 
to some extent, although we may not know what uh, creature inhabits this bog. It, it may or may not be worse than anything else that we have seen, but uh, we are aware that there is more than likely something. Mm. And it does say much that they have called us. They have reached so far south to bring us here rather than uh, simply bring up a bunch of soldiers and throw bodies at the problem. Clearly, there is something beyond their accomplishment. I take my last drink and say, all right, I'm in. If everyone has agreed, then. Okay, we well, can. I suppose I can't let you all go by yourself. <laughs> Who else would wield the big stick, Malachi? <laughs> okay, so we can skip ahead till morning. Um, you're waking early. The uh, servants have actually put together packs for each of you. So it's like, you know, three skins of watered down wine, enough hard, um, hard rations to feed you well for five days, mm. uh, but easily rationed uh, could stretch that out to eight. Uh, and I pay one of the servants to give me half again as much. Okay. <laughs> they give you a little bit extra. Um, there's a lantern with enough oil for like 12 hours of light, um, some tinder boxes, you know, uh, a coil of rope, you know, a, a couple of empty sacks, a few, uh, a couple of extra utility knives, you know, a large pot for boiling water, that sort of thing. So we can make Central our pot. Coal. Oh, and a small bag of coals. Because they may not be a lot of dry fuel in the bog. All right, so do you head off to the camp? Uh, I think so. I think we grabbed Daisy out of the uh, the stable and uh, set off on our uh, cart. Okay, you get down to the military camp. And again, it looks like... Um, it does look like a small 100-man military legionary camp. But as you go in, instead of like, you know, drilling and, and, and siege weapons, there's like lumber and there's uh, masonry tools and stone. And um, there's a full running blacksmith shop with people, crank, you know, repairing tools and cranking out crowbars and, and uh, iron nails. So this is like an engineer's camp. So you are met by some people. Um you meet one soldier who is of the group's cartographer. He gives you what they have of the map, which basically is like 20% of what they think the coastline is. Mm. So this is what our man managed to pull on that first couple of days from memory of the one man who was there. We've been forbidden to go. Wait, so this 20% map was drawn from memory after the fact? When After he was recovered, uh, when the guy died on the second day, one guy brought his body back and mm -hmm. he remembered enough of the mapping they had done to describe oh, it to the group's cartographer. So he okay. said, this is not by any means, this is not perfect. And it is certainly not complete, but it's but so better than nothing. And it's a start. They so estimate 20 percent in two days. 
essentially, right? Not even two days. Um, he came back on the second morning of the second oh, okay. day. Gotcha. So possibly one day of mm-hmm. actual survey work. Uh, I'm wondering, any recorded we, marks on there? Are there marks noting any special landmarks? Nope, just, the, just the topography of it. Like they weren't entering the marsh. They were mapping the edge of the marsh, trying to circle it. Uh, could we have a marking, or at the very least, you point out um, where the body was found? Um, there's an X on the map already. There you go. <laughs> and it's the far edge. It's like it's on the edge of where they were working. Okay. They said we were going, you know, clockwise if there were clocks. Um, then the witness is brought in, the, the one man who was with the team. He is a middle-aged soldier, but, you know, still not retirement age. So he's probably, you know, a 15-year veteran, a sturdy guy. Um, he says, uh, Salve, I'm, uh, you know, I'm Ignatius. You know, my name is Ignatius. Uh, I heard that you had some questions for me and that you'll be heading out to find the rest of the team. Uh, yes, uh, after we uh, get some information, um, uh, while you were there, did you uh, see anything out of the ordinary? Did you see any of the native wildlife? Was the uh, swamp bereft of uh, living creatures? What, what exactly uh, did you see while you were there? Well, um, one of our team members hunts a bit for um, fresh game, you know, for the camp every once in a while. I mean, while you're out surveying, if you see, you know, a deer, you know, you might want to take it down while you're out, bring it back. So we saw some, uh, we saw red deer. Um, One deep water area, we actually saw an elk. Now in Britain, when we say elk, when they say elk, we mean moose. Yeah, it's huge. No, our moose are what they call elk. Hmm. Our elk are what they call big deer. So when the, the Eurasian elk is a moose. Yeah. <laughs> um, whatever. Okay. So, uh, and the, he said that they found that one of the men found scat of a wild boar and uh, was lamenting that we didn't bring any boar spears. Um, there was, it was jovial. We'd heard dark rumors, but it seemed to bog. And one teeming with game because the locals don't hunt or fish it. Any uh, uh, foul miasma? Any uh, uh, untoward uh, vapors? Not that I could detect, but my dead friend may say otherwise. Um, I don't know what killed him. Did your hunter notice any unusual trackings? Um, like I said, he found the scat and the tracks of boar, although we didn't see any. Mm. Um, but honestly, it was... A bog like any other, and uh, in the in the midst of the night, uh, there were no whispers, no strange sounds, lack of sound, anything of the such. We camped far enough away from the coastal area that we weren't right up against the bog. Um, in case the rumors were true and there were dark things in there, we wanted plenty of warning. So we, you know, we broke early before you know before dusk and got a mile or more away from the bog before making camp wise mm. <laughs> not that it mattered and and your friend what exactly was he doing again if you could he was just leaning tell out us, please? over the water um surveying um straining his eyes to try and see the far edge um 
it's you know and uh we were talking earlier you know he might have gone to relieve himself at the water's edge i'm not sure we heard the splash i ran over and he was dead eyes <laughs> wide eyes wide with terror know the I, markings Ah, yes, um, I served in the north. When the painted Celts come screaming across the plains, naked, uh, howling for your blood, you see men with that look of fear in their eyes. He was terrified when he died, and there was nothing there. I was literally five yards from him. Was he just at the edge, or was he in the water? He'd fallen into the water, but his feet were still on the shore. Well, the edge. It's a bog. It's muddy. And not a word came out for him before he fell not over. Not a word, her. not a cry, not a gasp. We heard, we heard the splash and turned and saw him fall. He had fallen. Was there anything, there else, no... peculiar? anything else peculiar in the area at the time? Or That was peculiar enough, but no, I didn't hear or see anything. Uh, Herminius, what was your? No cuts, no puncture wounds, anything of the sort? Not a mark on him. What did you eat? We ate what we brought in the town, and we all ate the same. Did he have a bad burrito? (laughs) Sorry. Doctors looked him over head to toe. Um, Couldn't find a reason for him to be fast. It was the burrito. Taco Bell. (laughs) Locals have all sorts of stories of creatures that live in the bog. Uh, What, you know, Wild stories that you'd laugh at if you hadn't actually been there and lost someone. Well, let's Uh, hear some of those stories, perhaps. They say there's a creature that lives in the water that just seeing it can kill you. Well, that sounds very appropriate. Yeah, we thought it was really funny. I'm not laughing so much now. And what do they call this creature? Not sure. Supposed to look like a frog with wings. You should ask the locals. They'll have more. They'll know more about it. Again, we didn't pay as much heed to the stories as we should have. Any other stories stick out? <sighs> some say it was a ghost, dead druid, some nonsense like that. Vengeful wraith. Who knows? These grounds are blood-soaked. We thought draining a bog and making some farmland would be a nice way to heal some of that, but not to be, I suppose. Hmm. I mean, I don't know why my friend had to die. It's not like we were here 100 years ago killing druids. Hmm. Well, we are sorry for your loss. Thank you. At least his family has something to bar, to, to bury or burn. It's the uh, families of the other men I'm more worried about. My soldier's lot is a tough one for sure. But we don't leave our men, our dead behind. I can appreciate that. Any help you can give uh, the men of this unit would be most appreciative. Uh, any of the locals in particular that we could talk to that were especially helpful for you all? Uh, he says there's a couple, uh, Belly and Helfina. Uh, they run a general store, supplied us with a lot of goods. They seem full of tales. Uh, there's an old woman, Taran. Um, there's a... A vinter uh, makes the uh, local drink, the uh, honey mead, uh, name of Maxon. He's got plenty of stories as well. Mm. And uh, the only one who's ever been anywhere near it is uh, 
man named uh, name named Darog uh, Hunter. He's actually, you know, brought down game near the bog. Uh, every once in a while, something wanders out of it. Um, he's the only one. He's the one we uh, spoke to when we started to get our bearings. Gives us a few avenues to pursue. Well, we appreciate that. Best of luck. I'd best get back to it. Thank you yes, so we- much. Gods be with you. And you as well. Um, how far are we from the village? I know they said outside. Is it like you're, within you're sight probably of? like a 20 minute walk? Okay. Oh, right. okay. Um, uh, as you're leaving, a, a random soldier comes over with a flask. Yeah, I would stop if we noticed. Um, he says, We all gave up our day's rations to uh, donate to your cause. Oh. Keep us in mind. Oh. Thank and, uh, you. Bring back some, bring, you know, bring back our boys. How many soldiers are there here in this camp? It's probably like 80. Oh, okay. Well, that's handy. I mean, it's like, basically, it's like, you know, a jug. Like, it's a large skin. So it's probably like, you've got like three gallons of concentrated, like, oh, like well, you've that's got the watered down water. This is straight up, you know, brandy. Hmm. Oh, well, that's handy. I, I'm between between the bountiful supply of wine, fortified wine, and eighty soldiers nearby. That's uh, that's not a bad thing. Well, shall we go speak to this hunter, this mead maker, and these shopkeepers? Yeah, I yes. think we should. Okay, who first? Uh... They actually tell you where these people live, and they kind of hand draw on, on a wax tablet. Um, where the you know a, a map of the village and how to get to the uh, so they actually give you a wax sty- a, a t- wax tablet and a stylus with a map from here to the village where everybody in the village lives and then how to get to the bog from there. Okay, you're still accommodating. Would these uh, do they, I guess we got a sense that they all do speak some degree of Latin. The villagers, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, should we split up or go on mass? I think uh, splitting up and speaking to the villagers on a one-on-one basis wouldn't hurt. After all, it's not like we're going to get backstabbed or pulled into the river at this moment. I'm happy to go speak to the mead maker. <laughs> okay. All right, you're going to want to go to speak to Max and the mead maker. Yes. Uh, who wants um, to speak to? I'll speak to Billy and Huffy and Huffy now. Okay. The the, the shopkeepers. You should also speak to the the hunter too. That's that's what. Oh I was yeah, saying, but. yeah. I'll I'll speak definitely uh, speak to the hunter instead. That's <laughs> a good idea. Okay, so um, let's start with with Malachi. And so Malachi, you go over, and he's got, um, you know, he's got an apiary. He's got beehives out in the field behind his house. And, you know, a barn filled with barrels. Um, and he's got like six or seven sons and nephews and younger brothers working for him. And he kind of sees you coming over and kind of comes to the edge of his gate. And he says, uh, can I help you, stranger? Yes, I. He looks one of the soldiers from the camp. No, but the soldiers have sent me and some friends uh, to this area to help them try to find some of their lost friends. Oh, the the men that went to survey the bog. 
Yep. And tragic. Very sad. Returned. Yeah. Uh, is this something that has occurred in this area before that you know of? It happens now and again. Someone gets foolish or forgetful, find or simply loses their way, gets too close. Um, forgetful. What what's to be known that sometimes people forget? What do you well, know about this? Um we don't pass the stories on to the children so much. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, everyone knows the bog is is dangerous, but you know, um, until someone actually goes missing, a lot of people won't believe it's true. So, some fool has to die every ten or twelve years or go missing for everyone to remember why these stories are in place. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't so- had a death in quite a while. So people tend to forget. I mean, I've lived here my whole life. Um, I've seen at least a half dozen people die at the edge of the bog or in it. So you believe the stories associated? Well, yes, of course. What are the, are there stories besides that death happens at the edge or in the bog? He says, well, you're smarter than the soldiers because you're actually taking them, taking, you know, speaking to us and not smirking. Yeah. Trust me. The fact that we're here make is because we believe that there may be more going on than the soldiers were previously willing to accept. He goes, well, there's more going on in that bog than they want anyone to believe. Um, Because here and there leading up to it, you can find traces of an old road. A road at one point went into the bog. Now, who would build a road into a bog unless it wasn't always a bog? Mm-hmm. How long has it been a bog? Do you know? As long as any of us have been here. Is it is it dammed up at some side that has made the water stand? No one knows. No one even knows where the water flows from. There's not a river that leads into it. Not so far as we know. Oh. oh, it's a very mysterious place. And those that get very curious and go poking around, well, yeah. Are there springs in the area naturally? Um, here and thereabouts, but right. one powerful enough to flood such an area. Hmm. Yeah, I would. I'd never heard of such a thing. How old does the road date to? Do you know? It's not a Roman road. I'll tell you that. Is it a picked road? It's 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 uh, the the tribes who lived here before you know the days of the time of the druids. More of a path. You learn to pick these things out of the countryside. What other stories do you hear associated with it? Not too many, as I said. Uh, when we settled, when my people settled in the area in the time of my grandfather, um, there was the bog. Mm-hmm. You know, they called it haunted. They said that the souls of a hundred drowned druids were at the bottom of that bog and that it would always be cursed. Said that uh, anyone who went near it would die. <laughs> we laugh and then we stop laughing. Yeah. Why Why are there a hundred drowned du- druids? Is there a story associated with that? What That's all the story they'd tell us. Yeah. Uh, one of the soldiers had said that there was a local story saying that um, there were things in the bog that could kill 
without even touching or without any sort of sign. Well, I don't know anything about that, but I wouldn't doubt such stories. Yeah. Um, again, um, I've not heard anything. Maybe one of the other villagers would know more. Hmm. Uh, can I buy some of your mead? Uh, most assuredly, sir. And uh, he actually invites you to sample a few. To, to... Oh, excellent. Excellent. So you guys have a, a nice afternoon where he gives you tastes of like four different kinds to try and get a better sale. So great. Yeah. And I will happily, happily uh, let him do his, his business and, and sort of also just make small talk with him in general about the support area. local business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This podcast is a proud member of the legends of tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.